1: It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got my help that you need it. Zamzos really makes you want to come home.
2: I'm
1: coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzos.
0: It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzos Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I am live in studio today, so I would love to talk to you. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can do that. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700. Or 1-800-529-KBOI. For a second there, I thought I was going to have to start the Boise State pregame show. (laughs) And I thought, oh, I am not prepared for that. But uh, no, it's the Zamzo's Garden Show. You got me for about an hour before the pregame show starts. And uh, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's talk about some lawn and garden stuff. I was off for the last uh, couple weeks. I got to take last week off from work, actually, and uh, was pretty busy. I built a fence. I actually... um, was kind of I was actually a little disappointed Joe wasn't here when I uh, got into the studio because I had some questions for Joe Print about my fence. He seemed like the guy to ask, but apparently he was uh, recorded today, so I'll have to ask him next week. Uh, I'm sure I'll have plenty of time to get some advice from Joe about the fence there. Uh, but I also got to go. Uh, I also got to go camping this week. Uh, in the middle of the week, went out for a few nights. Uh, went up to Orofino. I've never been. Actually, it was the furthest north I think I've ever been in Idaho. And I found this beautiful bridge. It's called Dent Bridge, on uh this reservoir north of Orofino. It was actually beautiful. I was driving around through the woods, and I came to this spot, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so gorgeous! I can't believe this is in the middle of nowhere, Idaho." It was pretty awesome. No offense to people in Orofino. That you know it's a beautiful city, it's a beautiful place i I enjoyed my time up there in the woods uh camping, and uh it was it was pretty amazing. so anyway, this is the Zamzos garden show. We need to talk about lawn and garden stuff. uh there's a few things going on right now at Zamzo's. We still have our trees and shrubs are on sale. And we also still have our, I believe they were supposed to get us more coupons, and I'm pretty sure they did, although I was off last week. So I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that they did because they said that they were going to. But we still have the fifty extra $50 off uh, voucher that you can get when you go to our Chinon location. Um, they are running out of trees, but you can get an extra $50 off uh, a tree when you purchase it at the Chinon Zamzos. Uh, That goes on for just uh, uh, through the end of the month here, I believe. So um, it's still a great time to plant trees if it's something that you've wanted to do. Uh, You know, you got a spot where you just need a little bit of extra shade or you want to, we probably don't have any fruit trees left, but there's plenty of other things that you can do right now. And uh, get that extra 50 bucks off. That's a cool partnership that we made with uh, Boise Parks and the Treasure Valley Canopy Network. Um, some really great people. And I would just want to throw this out there too. Boise parks has, um, has a t-shirt for this. It's the shading the Valley, uh, campaign. And, uh, they have some t-shirts that are really pretty, pretty cool t-shirts. Um, but the proceeds for that go to that Boise parks department as well. So really cool. Uh, and we're really happy to be able to have partnered with them this year on that promotion. And that goes on through the end of the month. Uh, the other thing right now, uh, is you, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more in depth, but, um, now's a great time to purchase your lawn program for 2022 or 2023, excuse me. The, the, the kicker there is that when you purchase your 2023 program, you get this year's price. So the price of the lawn program will go up on December 25th at the end of the year here. So right now, you can still get this year's price. So you can save a, a fair amount of money uh, by buying your lawn program early, and you can do that now at any Zamzos. You can also do it online. This is a new thing for us. It's something I worked on um, for a good part of this year is making this something that we could do. Um, so it's very new for us, but you can purchase your lawn program online at zamzos.com. It saves you a lot of time, saves you a a little bit of, uh, effort. Don't have to necessarily get it done at the store and, uh, you know, you can do it while, uh, you're lying around at home. You can do it right now, actually, if you wanted to. So you can go to zamzos.com. There's a banner at the top, easy ways to find that and, uh, signed up for next year's lawn program at this year's price, which is really great. So that's what's going on at Zamzo's. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are going on, but like I said, I was off last week. So I don't I'm not I'm not totally up on everything that could have happened at Zamzo's this last week. I'm pretty sure I got most of it, but uh, uh that's what I know for sure is happening. So Anyway, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208 336 3700 or 1 800 529 KBOI. Do you have a few things I want to talk about today or I have planned to talk about today? But I, as always, I would much rather talk to you folks. So if you've got something that's going on on your lawn or your garden, uh, your trees or shrubs, whatever it might be, if you've got a question about it, need a little bit of help, I am here for you. I would love to talk to you about those things and uh, you can do that at the number I just mentioned. All right. So first thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, the, well, it kind of, I guess it kind of goes with the weather. I was so excited to see some rain uh, this uh, last night uh, come in because it's something that we, I I just feel like we desperately needed. It had been so long, been dry for so long. It'd been a while since we had some rain and and it was still pretty warm. Uh, the temperatures dipped a little bit, and we got some rain, which is really good. Our plants are going to enjoy that, especially since you know our and our lawns are going to enjoy that, especially since the irrigation's been turned off for a while now. So that rain's good. We need that. Uh, we need that precipitation to uh, keep everything moving along, and uh, and also just to kind of get all of our plants to realize that it's fall. It feels like you know everything. Uh, just kind of has been on hold. Like it, does, it hasn't really felt like fall. It's just felt like, uh, well, I don't know what it's felt like, a, a late summer, I guess. And uh, we really want to start kicking into the, the fall sorts of things. And one thing that you definitely want to do right now is apply your Zamzo's Recharger. Recharger is our fall and winter food, and now is a great time to apply it. Uh, you've got lots of time to still do it. So if you're not quite ready, you can apply recharger pretty much. I mean, up until the snow falls, uh, whenever that might happen, it's starting to happen in some places around the, the state. Uh, but it hasn't happened here in the Valley just yet, but you never know. It might soon. Um, I could probably, I love the snow, but I could probably do with a, a little bit of just, just that rain would be really nice. So now's a great time to put that recharger down. If you're on, on the lawn program, those reminders have started. So don't freak out if you haven't gotten yours yet. It takes us a couple of weeks to get through all those. Um, but if you're hearing this and you, you know, aren't working on anything else today, you can absolutely go head into ZAMZO's and pick that up and get that on the ground. The reason we want to start doing recharging, remember, we, we talk about this a lot, but the the types of grass that we grow here in the Treasure Valley are what we consider the cool season grasses. These are grasses that prefer this time of year. They actually prefer kind of an early spring and this kind of late or mid, I guess it's, it's early fall, um, but as the temperatures decrease, uh, the, those grasses, our grasses love that time of year. That's when they are really working. They're doing a lot of things. And so feeding them can be become very important. Recharger is a different food than what you would normally put on, you know, through during the year, we're giving it the lawn food, which is a higher amount of nitrogen because grass really likes to feed. It likes to have a lot of nitrogen to keep growing and stay green. But in the fall, we don't want to cause a lot of growth we want to do a lot of other things to the lawn we want to repair the soil we want to feed the soil and that's one of the things that sets Samso's recharger apart from other fertilizers that you would use this time of year is all the stuff that's in recharger are all there designed to nourish the soils that we have here in the treasure valley it's very specifically formulated for our soils and when you get something from you know a, a national brand those are the they use the same fertilizer all across the country, and so you're not getting uh, some of the really important micronutrients that our soil and our lawns need. So Recharger really fills uh, a lot of those needs in that way by providing with the, those extra micronutrients. It also does have some of the macronutrients; those are your your nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Uh, but those serve a different purpose right now, and the the source of those is a little bit different than the other things. And uh, I think we'll get into that here in just a few moments as it looks like we're getting close to the break. So let's go ahead and do that. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. i got a few things to get into, but if you've got something on your mind, I would love to talk about that as well. Give me a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI.
2: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on Newstalk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and many folks who have recently moved to Boise have traditionally used a chemical lawn service to fertilize their lawn. But what a lot of people don't know is that here in the Treasure Valley, Zamzo's has developed a five-step annual lawn program that's easy to apply yourself and will save you hundreds of dollars over a chemical lawn service. Not only that, but Zamzo's lawn program... A Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on News Talk KBOI.
0: All right, we are back for part two, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm live in studio today. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. If you've got something going on out in the lawn or the garden, uh, you know, we had some rain this morning, so you might be taking it easy, and I couldn't blame you. I'd love to be, I mean, I I like being in the studio, but, uh, you know, being out at home with a nice warm cup of coffee, watching the rain, uh, man, there's nothing better than that, is there? I think that's amazing. Anyway, if you plan on doing anything out in the lawn and garden or whatever you want, want to do, you have some questions about that, give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We were talking about recharger and putting recharger down on your lawn. Now's the time to uh, get that last feeding of uh, fertilizer on, the, on your grass uh because it's really important some will say it's the most important i think uh step 4 i mean i i don't know maybe they're all important but you know the recharger is, is an important one and it's it's very unique it ha- it does a lot of different things and part of the you know as we i was talking mentioning uh b- before it's the the micronutrients that are present in the recharger that really set it apart from you know your national brand fall foods Um, But one of the other major factors in uh, the difference in recharger is the source of the nitrogen, the source of the phosphorus and potassium. These are they actually come from uh, feather meal and some plant based things. Uh, but what these do, these, because of those sources, the nitrogen, the smaller amount of nitrogen and the higher amount of phosphorus and potassium take a long time to break down. And actually, when you put recharger on, you're actually feeding the lawn for a much longer period of time, right? So you're putting it down. Now, your lawns aren't going to get any, you know, real food and uh, again until, you know, next spring in March. So you're looking at, you know, three, four, five, almost six months of uh, no food on the lawn. And so the lawn's going to be really starved and really wants to get something down in that time. But when you apply the recharger now, because it takes such a long time to break down and get into the soil, you are actually feeding the lawn. And even though the lawn is kind of in this dormancy, it is still growing. It is still doing some things. It's just not very, not as much. So we do need some of that nitrogen to keep that lawn uh, nourished through the wintertime. But the big thing, the big difference between, uh, you know, the, the lawn food and your other things is the phosphorus and potassium. And that phosphorus and potassium, those are the other two numbers on your fertilizer bag. Remember it goes NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. Those other two, the phosphorus and potassium take a long time to work down into the soil. They move very, very slowly. So they only move down in the soil, you know, about a half an inch every couple of months. And the, as it's working down into the soil, uh, it's actually getting to the place where next spring the grass, when it wakes up, is going to be able to use it because grass grows most of its root mass in the spring. It needs that phosphorus and potassium applied now so that it's in the soil at a place where the grass can use it next spring. So Recharger isn't necessarily only your last feeding of the year. It's also a big part of your first feeding next year. So uh, definitely want to get that recharger on there. It's going to make a huge difference for your lawn come springtime, and it just keeps your grass uh, in a really healthy place throughout the year. So uh, remember to do that. Today's a great day with the rains we've got coming and going through the weekend, the cooler temperatures. It's going to be just perfect for that recharger, and uh, you can also sign up for your lawn program while you're there because you'll get this year's price for next year, Um, And that's going on through December twenty fourth. So remember that. Looks like we do got a phone call. Let's go to Doug in Meridian. Doug, how's it going? Good to talk to you. Well, it's
3: good to talk to you too. Did you get my email on, or that text I sent you? um, Email, I guess, on what my tree looks like.
0: I did get that one. Yeah, you had the uh, with the locust, or was there, was there another one? Oh, the maple. The maple. You know, I don't think I did get that one, Doug. Um, Okay. What what what's going on? Um, what was going on with it? So
3: what I did, what it looks like is half the tree looked dead. The mm. leaves look dead, not fall wise, but they look like they're dead. So um, I got in touch with one of the guys that I talked to. Yeah, that you talked to all the time, Gary
0: Yandel. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I I got advice from him. Good. I had um, another. Pest company that came here and they they said they could look at it, they could tell me what it was, but they weren't sure And that I would have to go to a um, what they call it? The, the people that
0: the like the extension,
3: yeah,
0: the the huh? extension office or
3: uh, no, what, what people that they work with for um, the foliage.
0: Oh, um, I got gotcha. an arborist. An arborist, yeah, arborist, yeah,
3: and. When I talked to Gary about that, he said, I don't think you want to go there. So use a trend shrub. Yeah. Um, systemic stuff for right around the base of the roots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those. He was telling me all the things I, I had to do with that. Yeah. They were like a couple of years ago, it was like a would be like a $300 just to check and see what's wrong with the tree
0: yeah probably i mean those are things you know a lot of the you know the those applicators can apply those things but that's kind of the nice thing you know we we're using a lot of the same things there are some things that we can't sell but typically with maples when you know when i've seen you know a one side of a tree is struggling or even you know getting to the point where it's dying um you know a lot of times that can be attributed to a borer um, in the, in the trunk.
3: And that's what Gary
0: said. Yeah, that's, that's pretty typical. I mean, you always want to think like, uh, you know, aside from, and I'm, I'm sure you, you've probably done this, you know, you look at like that side of the tree and is there any damage to the trunk? Was there any, uh, you know, activity on that side of the tree, like a construction or digging or anything like that? You rule those things out and then you can start looking at some of those, Uh, potentially uh, borer damage. There's another thing that can tend to happen. Um, There is a, I'm trying to remember the exact disease now, but um, it's not a blight, but it's a canker. There's a canker that can get into uh, um, maples, but typically cankers don't kill an entire side of the tree. It would have to get pretty low into the branch, into the trunk before a canker would mm-hmm. actually kill, you know, that much of a tree, usually they're just going to kill like a branch or something and there's not a lot you can do for those unfortunately. You just kind of have to cut out the damaged area and then you can treat to tre- prevent uh, reinfestation or re, you know, re- it coming back or moving into another part of the tree. So that's one, but it's not that's not super common. I would probably lean more towards a uh a bore or uh or some physical damage. Those are the two things
3: that Gary did mention.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's good that Gary and I are on the same page then, right?
3: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so what I do is I mix it into a watering can and just pour around the tree a, a few times. Or yeah, times just till it's all that? yeah till it's
0: all gone. You want to you know I with something like that you know if you apply it you know kind of lightly make sure you get it all the way around and go around a couple of times till it's gone. That's kind of the best thing. Just to make sure you want to get it all the way around, and then I would also get follow up with some thrive too, just to make sure that you've got um, the nutrition that the tree needs, and it can, you know, potentially help it recover. Um, I did that
3: part already a couple weeks uh, earlier this past
0: week. Okay, good, good.
3: And I was so concerned about it, and I had that they they thought it might have been the um, cankers in it. Yeah, from the um. On the pest company. Yeah. But Gary said, it sounds like it's bores.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a tough it one. Harder. Those are, those are, you know, those, those things happen and it's unfortunate. Um, but, uh, there's always a chance. There's always a chance it can come back. You're doing the right things. It sounds like. And you know, I think, uh, just keep, keep us updated. All right, Doug. I will. All right. Thank thanks you. for the call, Doug. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to Phil on the line here. Phil in Boise. How's it going? How can I help you?
1: Hi, good. Uh, I got a question about sprinkler blowouts. Yeah. Um, looks like it's going to be freezing early next week. I'm not sure when the guy's going to be able to get around to blow my sprinklers out. Is there anything I can do to, um, I'm mainly concerned about the pipes above ground, you know, the uh, yeah.
0: whatever
1: it's called, backflow device.
0: Oh, your backflow, yeah. Um, you know the backflow is. Um, do you know what kind of backflow you have? Is it a gravity backflow or is it um the uh, the other fancier kind? So if if you've got one that's coming a uh, coming up, that's a gravity black backflow. Um. So now we have pressurized irrigation in the city, so it's kind of a
1: double backflow or something. Yeah, it's more than yeah i don't know if that makes a difference
0: um you know it's not so the the thing to remember about your uh when you're when your sprinklers get turned off that water any water that's remaining in the the pipes is settling so it's going to the lowest point so even if we get a frost it's probably not going to be a super hard frost and Mm -hmm. um and the water that would be there is again at the lowest point which is going to be underground so Um, And if it's irrigation, also the irrigation is turned off. So there probably isn't any water up in that gravity backflow. It's probably all settled down. And I think you're going to be just fine. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, You know, this first frost is not going to be a hard frost that it's going to cause any serious issues with anything that is above ground. I, I guess I would say that, you know, just chances are. There's always a chance that you know something crazy happens, but more than likely, it's going to be just fine. I wouldn't worry about um, you know if you get the back if you get the um, the uh, blowout here in the next uh, week or so. I think you're going to be totally fine. And you're not going to have to worry about anything there.
1: Okay, I cracked those little. Uh, those, I mean, they're valves. I'm not sure what their purpose is. You know, the little ones that are on the. Back full, back oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just gonna. That's just.
0: Like- yeah, you're just closing them off there, um, and again, that's just keeping that water from uh, getting into the the main part there. But um, yeah, we're we're we're. I think we're still far enough away from a real heavy frost or freeze that. Uh, you know, if you really wanted to be just real careful, you could, um, you know, even honestly, even like a just a blanket or, uh, some sort of, uh, something like that over the top of it. Like, um, I'm thinking of like, uh, if you had one of those emergency blankets, you know, with the reflective sides, um, uh-huh. you know, something like that would probably be just fine.
1: Right. Okay. Hey, well, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, you bet. Thanks for the call, Phil. Appreciate that. Uh, looks like we need to head to a break, so let's do that. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI.
2: The Samso's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samso, and when it comes to wild bird food, freshness is king. That's because wild birds can sense if a seed has gone bad and simply won't eat it. They also can tell if a seed has dried out and lost its moisture, which causes them to push that seed to the ground, making a mess below the feeder and wasting money. In fact, bargain wild bird seed is actually no bargain at all. That's because if you're buying dried out or rancid seed, the birds are going to reject it anyway, making Zamzo's fresh high quality feeds the best value you can buy in a wild bird feed. You can't fool the wild birds and you shouldn't try by feeding cheap wild bird seed that's gone bad or dried out. But when you feed your wild birds high quality feed from Zamzo's, they not only eat it all, they stick around. So if you want to attract the largest number and the largest variety of birds to your backyard, feed them the freshest wild bird seed in town from Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you including Middleton, just west of town.
0: From the Empire Title Studios, we are your news talk KDOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm live in studio today. So if you would like to be a part of the show, if you have some questions about your lawn or your garden, your trees, your shrubs, whatever it might be, even your dog, or cat, I suppose I could probably answer some of those kinds of questions as well. If you had them, give me a call two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero or one eight hundred five two nine KBOY. Those phone lines are open. We will go right to you and answer any of those questions that you might have. So we're spending some time talking about recharger, but uh, I think we've talked about that enough. Let's get into something else that we might be able to do this time of year. Um, I so because it's you know it really felt like. Um, summer was trying to hold on really tight uh, this year. And uh, you know, usually, I guess it seemed like October uh, had been uh, pretty uh, normal as far as the temperatures went, it seemed like. so, uh, But, it, you know, it just seems warm. You know, you, you kind of expect October to really start to cool down, and it just didn't really happen that much. So uh, right now, uh, as we get this this cooler temperature, we get some rain, we're getting these things, the trees are really going to start going into that fall mode. They're going to start dropping leaves. Uh, you're gonna, It's going to start looking like, a, you know, fall. And what comes with that is some of the things that we can do for our trees. Uh, one of them that you might not think about, uh, because we typically think about doing this in spring, is what uh, we call a dormant spray. So a dormant spray is, like I said, we typically think about dormant spraying as something we do in the springtime uh, when the trees are starting to wake up. But you can actually do a number of dormant sprayings in the fall uh, for very, for some very specific things, and we'll get into that. But what a dormant spray is, uh, is, it kind of becomes this kind of umbrella term used for a couple of different things. But typically, a dormant spray is uh, either a single application or some sort of combination, uh, usually including something like a dormant oil, uh, which is for bug control, or copper, uh, copper is, uh, more for your funguses and your diseases. In the past, there were some combination sprays like a lime sulfur. Those are not used quite as much, uh, anymore. I think those got taken off the market a number of years ago. Um, I just think they, they probably just didn't want people spraying lime and liquid lime and sulfur around, I guess. I'm not really sure why, but they were, they were effective. They did a number of things, but we don't really have that anymore. We're really just kind of relying on the dormant oils for bugs and the copper sprays for your funguses and your diseases, so there are some of those things that you want to do or you you can do right now. Uh, particularly if you've got a conifer, so um, a lot of times if you've got a, a fir, a, a pine, a spruce tree, we don't have a lot of firs typically down here in the valley. There are a lot, plenty of fir. Up in the up in the mountains, but not here down in the valley. Typically, we just have spruce and your pine trees, but they can get a disease called needle cast, and needle cast is um, uh, usually you don't see it until spring or summer. That's when you typically see the needle cast, and it shows up as like a little red band on the needles as the the tree grows and it puts out new its new needles. Uh, some of those needles will have little red bands on them, and that is uh, indicative of, of what is called a needle cast. So needle cast actually infects the tree in the in the spring, and I think I actually misspoke there because needle cast is affecting old growth. or It's affecting this year's growth, and it shows up the following year. New growth will not be affected by needle cast. So as your conifer is pushing out those brand-new needles, those aren't going to have needle cast. It's the old growth. From the previous year, and that needle cast is spread and it starts to do its damage around this time of year. So, if you've got a a, 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 a conifer that you know you you brought in a sample because you noticed that, um, and you know it got diagnosed with needle cast, or you have a conifer and you want to check that out, you can go out there look for those little red bands. There are some other things that can cause red bands along the needles. Um, but needle cast is one of them. Now is the time where you, where you, will spray a copper fungicide to prevent needle cast the following year. And it's important that you do it now because once it shows up next year, there's nothing else you can do for it at that time. You just want to, you know, you'd give it thrive. You'd make sure it has everything it needs and you can get through it. Uh, needle cast doesn't usually kill a conifer in, you know, one year, but uh, multiple years of constantly getting attacked by that. It can eventually kill those trees. And so doing some protection, usually a lot of times with needle cast, it seems like you treat it one time, probably never going to see it again in that tree's lifetime. It's not something that just keeps coming back once it's been treated. You might see it again in a number of years, but usually one application, uh, in that fall will, uh, keep your, your, pines and your spruce trees from becoming overly infected with uh needle cast. So that's one of the things you can do. If you have a peach tree, uh and uh a very common disease that comes along with peach trees is what's called peach leaf curl. This is when your uh you, you know, the leaves of your peaches come out. A lot of times they'll get little weird bumps on them. They'll grow into weird shapes and uh, kind of get distorted and a lot of times there's a discoloration associated with that it'll look very uh, bright kind of reddish pink um, and, it, and it's you know it's weird um, and if over time it can be something that can start to really stress the tree out usually your tree is not going to die from the leaf curl it could die from other stressors uh, associated with that so But peach leaf curl, you will spray oftentimes uh, for peach leaf curl in the spring. That's when most of us will do it. But actually doing a uh, spraying in the fall is very beneficial to preventing it from coming around. You would still want to do your spring application for peach leaf curl. Uh, You're going to be using the copper like you were for the needle cast. Um, But as those leaves fall, if you've had peach leaf curl, you want to make sure you clean all those leaves up. Throw them away. Don't put them in a mulch pile. Don't throw them in the, uh, I, mean, I guess you could burn them, but um, you know, throw them away. And then as the leaves have fallen, that's when you're going to spray that copper fungicide on there. You're going to protect all that tree, prevent any new spores from landing there and overwintering during the year. So that's a, we're getting really close to the time where you would want to do that. Your fruit trees are going to start losing leaves real quick here, especially with the temperatures dropping like they are. Um, So keep that in mind if you've got peaches and uh, you want to prevent that peach leaf curl next year. Uh, The one last thing you can do uh, as a dormant spraying uh, is for your ash trees. Ash trees are very susceptible to aphids. Um, you know, a lot of plants are susceptible to aphids. It's just that the ash trees react so harshly to aphids. When an ash tree gets aphids, the leaves just curl up like crazy and, uh, they don't look as nice and, you know, it becomes a big issue. Um, so actually, as those, again, as those leaves fall, spraying with the dormant oil, uh, in the fall, as the leaves have fallen, so you want to spray all the tree branches, trunk, everything as much as you can. Uh, with that dormant oil, you can actually kill off any overwintering aphids that could be on the plant, um, you know, because they're going to overwinter on the tree, near the tree, in different places like that. So, spraying with that dormant oil as the leaves fall here in the spring can actually reduce the number of aphids that get a chance to overwinter and would then be coming out next spring. So, consider those things as we head into the uh, into this fall time as the leaves begin to fall. Rapidly, And uh, we got one more segment here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give me a call. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI.
2: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo,
0: and it's time for Zamzo's Recharge. News Talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. It's Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. We still have a few minutes here left. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we can probably get another call in. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. And, uh, let's see what were we were talking about. We were talking about dormant spraying your trees and your shrubs, it's something that we typically think about doing in the spring, but you can actually do it in fall. And sometimes it's needed. Other times it's just kind of beneficial, gives you a little boost. Uh, a couple other things you can do for your trees and shrubs right now, uh, applying Zamzo's thrive. I mean, I, I guess I talk about, I always say like, it seems like I talk about thrive all the time. Um, cause it's just something you can do like almost literally any time. Uh, of the year. Thrive is a good one to apply to, uh, your trees and shrubs. It's particularly good right now because as our trees are really getting into that dormant period of the year, they're, you know, they're bringing in a lot of nutrients and, and stuff. They're bringing things out of their leaves. They're bringing things out of the soil and they're storing these things up. I was actually listening to a podcast about a guy who was talking about, um, cells and anyway, I, I could really go off on a strange tangent with this, but it was basically talking about like, you know, our plants do plants have plants don't have minds, right? They don't have a brain. They don't have a nervous system, but, uh but they do have, they do not have knowledge. Like they do understand what's going on in nature and around them. And, and they have some sort of like collective intelligence about them. And it's really fascinating to think about like they, you know, just because the weather changes, they start to do a whole bunch of different things and just kind of understanding why and how that happens is just kind of amazing. So, um, when we apply thrive to the soil right now, what we're doing is we're giving the the tree, the plant, every you know, whatever is growing in there, we're giving it the things that it needs, uh, for the future. It's not necessarily going to use it right now. Uh, but it might need those things that have become depleted throughout the year, uh, you know, through stresses, just your normal growth and wear and tear and all that. But having to thrive in the soil right now, make sure that the tree has everything that it needs so it can take what it needs in, it can store it, it can use it. And then in the spring, it's still got that. It's able to come out uh, and just, you know, look magnificent. Keep, keep the status quo, as it were. Um, so just consider Thrive. Thrive is a great thing to apply right now. Like I said, you can do it literally anytime. Um, but now is a great time to do it for especially for trees that have been under some sort of stress you know if you If they had a bug or they had a disease, they had something going on, you definitely want to get thrive on them you know just even you know from doing whatever kind of corrective uh application you might have had to do uh thrive is going to kind of give it that edge so that it can get through the winter and come out next year. Uh, the one last thing that caller, uh, mentioned a little bit ago, um, you know, we're getting close to that first frost now, uh, usually, uh, the first frost it's not usually very, uh, not, not a very, you know, it wouldn't be considered a killing frost for a lot of things. It could, uh, for some plants, um, but we're getting to close to that time of the year where, you know, if you've got tomatoes that are still growing, you've got peppers that are still growing, they're probably really slowing down. There's a lot of other plants that, you know, as soon as we get that frost, they're going to be really, they're going to get hit by it and they're going to be, uh, they're going to really get shocked. Um, and some of those plants might even die completely. So uh, if you've got some of those uh, fruits, those vegetables out in the garden that are still, you know, they're not quite there. They're not quite ready to harvest, but they're getting really close. A lot of times the first frost doesn't continue. Like we'll get a frost. It might still be warm at in the, during the day. We still may get up to, you know, 60, 70 degrees but then it gets really cold and we get down to a frost again. So what you can do right now, uh, if you want to kind of extend that season out a little bit is, uh, get some of the frost blankets. It's just a really thin material. Um, and you just will drape it over those plants that you're worried about getting, uh, frost. It's very, it's very, it's pretty thin. Um, and you can cut it, you can cut it into rows, cut it into just individual plants, whatever it is you want to do. Uh, but giving uh, that frost and actually keeping the frost just off some of the, the plant uh, will, you know, the, then the frost will land on the blanket and not on the plant. So you can actually extend your harvest with just at putting that little bit of a blanket over the top of them. It's the same thing we do in the spring when we're trying to prevent a frost. You're doing the same thing here. Uh, so you can actually extend that season out. Give those plants uh, a little bit more time to develop that fruit. You know, you might not get, you know, very long. You might get another week out of it, but sometimes that week can be just enough. There are some alternatives, some other things you can do. Um, You know, obviously, if you've got a tomato that's just, you know, small and green as green, It's probably not going to get to a point where uh, you're going to be able to harvest it. So I wouldn't worry too much about those. But if you've got some tomatoes that have developed quite a a bit and they're, you know, a good size, you know, a size where you would say this is a tomato I could slice up and put on my sandwich, um, that would be something that you uh, would want to protect. And you can actually harvest those things when they're still kind of green or just not quite. Fully red. You can actually harvest it beforehand. You can you can pick the individual fruit off. You can also um, prune off the entire branch that that uh, cluster of tomatoes is on. You can prune off that entire branch. You can take it into the garage. You can hang it up. Um, You you could store it. You want to store it so that. Uh, you're making sure there's no water getting on them, uh, you know, or it's not sitting in water. You know, if it gets a little bit of water on it, that's going to be fine. But you just don't want it to be sitting in water because that will um, kind of perpetuate some rot. But you can hang it up. You can do lots of different things like that. Um, and they will just ripen there on the vine, on the branch. And uh, you can keep that going until they're ready and walk out into the garage. And, you know, it's into winter and you could be harvesting tomatoes still. So you can do that with your tomatoes. You can do it with, uh, you know, your peppers, your squash and things aren't going to really care about that. They're probably as big as they're going to get, but you can harvest those sorts of things. You can also, um, still get your garlic planted. If you, uh, haven't done that. Uh, I'm a, I, am the stores are still going to have, uh, the locally grown certified garlic that you can plant And, uh, I mean, as long as the, the soil is something that you can dig into, uh, it's going to be fine to, uh, plant your garlic and garlic is, uh, is a good one to plant. If you like cooking, you want to, you like, you probably like a lot of garlic. So head into Zamzone's and pick that up because it's probably going to be running out pretty soon. If some of our stores haven't run out of it yet, they probably will soon. And, uh, we are just about out of time. So remember we do have our trees and shrubs are still on sale at all ZAMZO's. If you head into our Chinden location, they are, uh, kind of getting down there in stock, but you will get that, that extra $50 off from their uh, our partnership with the um, Treasure Valley Canopy Network and the Boise Parks Department. So you get that extra $50 off some trees that are already on sale. So get out there, plant a tree. It's still plenty of time to do that. And also remember to uh, it's a great time to sign up for your 2023 lawn program because uh, you can still get this year's price up until December 24th. You can do that at any of your ZAMZOs, or you can also do it at zamzos.com online. Save a little bit of time in the line. Let's sign up online. <laughs> Isn't that a fun rhyme, Tara? Thanks. All right. Hey, we're out of time, everybody. And it uh, looks like the Boise State football game's coming up, so enjoy that. And uh, we will talk to you all next week here on the ZAMZOs Garden Show on KBY.
2: Hi this is Jaw Samzo, and with some national brands of dog food costing over $90 a bag, it's time for every pet owner to take a good look at what you're feeding your dog. That's why Zamzo's has been formulating our own line of dog and cat foods dating back to the 1970s. And if you're looking to save money in these types